transform you in the I hate a storm, Hail Marys, I make it poor Good, I ain't lying, you little giants, we been defying Rice What's the cost? Be the boss, breaking down the walls. We all lean once the coin guitars. Got the kind of action, never acting. No need to scramble to get traction. We make it happen. From two fours to four three. The founder of the Slapdick Podcast, Slapdick uh, Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars, and the author of uh, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Jason Brown. Straight, no chaser, real raw and uncut. Coach, every time you come on, I laugh, I learn something, and then I fear that somebody's going to be incredibly pissed off with what you said. All around hustler. Make no mistake about it. I've done this a long time. Try to eliminate this soft society we have. There's legend. Hey, me now, love me later, like my book says. This was presented by Slapdick Whiskey. Hey, Hell yeah. Hey, Slapdick yeah. Whiskey's good. So are the Stogies. Some real talk, real good flavor on these things, and the burn is excellent. Beautiful burn. Okay. Yes, sir. Slap dick whiskey, slap dick cigars. Be true to yourself and see if if, if some shit changes for the for the worse or for the better. They asked me to do a podcast. I said let's call it the Slap Dick Podcast. What up, what up, man? The real coach JB here, another Slap Dick Podcast coming at you. Um got my new intro video up on YouTube, so that's what you heard on the audio side here on this fine Monday. 24th of January 2022, Slapdick Dogs laying at my feet, and uh, welcoming everybody on YouTube, um, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, follow the channel, hit the uh, become a member, and make sure you hit the bell notification um, so you know when I'm on. Trying to get on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays right now. I might take it five days a week. I'm going to start adding... Callers to come in, live video chat callers. No phone call. We're going to be innovators, and we're going to bring you on live on video right here on the Slapdick Podcast. So got to be on YouTube, got to join, become a member, and I'll bring you on. Members only will be allowed to come on and video chat with me. You can talk shit. You could be a hater. I don't give a fuck. It's going to be the realest podcast on planet Earth motherfucking earth i think the word motherfucker is a great american word i don't know about you guys i think it's very very underrated i think it's underused i think the word motherfuck should be in the everyday vocabulary of grown folks shit why not see motherfuckers use they over you guys over Think shit and overanalyze shit because we're in this analytic ass fucking era. You guys are, you can't say that word. Motherfucker, you got seven year olds cussing out old ladies. Shut the fuck up. You are, the, in the, you are living in the most disrespectful time ever. And you guys are worried about a few words. <laughs> You guys are really worried about certain words that are supposedly hurting people's feelings. But you got motherfucking you got motherfucking kids cussing out grown folks. You got kids cussing out their mamas and their daddies. But yet we're so worried about saying the word motherfucker or calling someone shitbird 
or saying certain words, man, please, you guys are so fucking analytical and over fucking. See, what, to me, it's fake. You guys are faking this shit because you know damn well you go right home and say the shit. But it is what it is. Um, be quick, don't hurry. Title of this slapdick podcast. My uh, former player, Alan Edwards, in the, in the house. He's in, in there and... Uh, he just said he used to love hearing be quick, don't hurry in football drills because that is a quarterback term that I used to use as a buzzword, buzz phrase, buzzword, whatever you want to call it. Quarterback, to me, that is the greatest phrase to coach quarterbacks. Be quick, don't hurry is a great term and phrase to use um, because that's what we do with quarterbacks. We want to be quick in the pocket, but we don't want to hurry. We don't want to rush. We want to be quick with our feet, quick with our brain, but we don't want to be overzealous and quick with our arm and throw the ball in the dirt, throw the ball high, rush it, don't transfer our body weight. All the things Allen's heard me say a million times as quarterbacks, you know, be quick, don't hurry is a great phrase. I want to call this this episode of the Slapstick Podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. Is titled "Be Quick, Don't Hurry." Make sure you go to betonline.ag. Use the slap. Use the promo code Believe B L E A V. Get you fifty percent off on all your on a brand new buy-in, and uh, tell them the slap dick himself sent you. Go check out betonline.ag. Great, uh, you can bet on there. You can even play blackjack, man. I go on there and play blackjack all the time. So five dollar hand, ten dollar, twenty five, one dollar hands. Um, shit, I was up 80 bucks last night, but anyway, uh, check it out. BetOnline.ag. Be quick. Don't hurry. Name of this, uh, this slapdick podcast quote of the day, man. Life is not a race. Be quick, but don't hurry. Too many of you guys think this is a race. We all in a hurry to be, get one leg up on the, on the world. We're so, we're in such a hurry to get ahead in life that we forget about learning the ropes, uh, earning your keep, respect, respecting the grind. We're such a hurry, man. You guys are in such a fucking hurry nowadays. Um, I hate to be that guy too, man, because I was once your guys' age, the young crew I'm talking to, and I used to hate when older folks would tell me, when I was your age, when I was your age, we used to walk in the snow 27 miles. Like, I used to hate that shit. So I know you guys hate that shit. The difference is I respected the person telling me it, regardless if I appreciated it or not. See, some of you motherfuckers have no clue what I'm saying. You just hear my words. You don't listen to my fucking meanings. The problem is you guys don't respect the grind, and it's it is more evident than ever right now because if you respected the grind and attained what you really are or, or, or tried to retain any of the information you learn along the lines, you would respect the end result. You guys are wanting a fucking instant gratification. You want right fucking now. You want to be handed the fucking keys to the castle without ever doing a motherfucking thing. And it is evident in the world every day. If you guys go out and go to Home Depot, Walmart, fucking you name it. I can name a million places right now where most of the shelves are empty. The customer service or the help is absolute horrible. 
It's the laziest, shittiest service, shittiest attitudes. Like, motherfuckers, like, we forced them to work at Walmart. Motherfucker, I didn't force you to work at Walmart. Your ass is at Walmart working. Don't be mad at my motherfucking ass. See, but I'm the motherfucker. I'm the wrong one to be a, a bitch about uh, too because I'll cuss your motherfucking ass out. I don't give a fuck where you at. I'm just telling you, man. I went off on a motherfucker at Home Depot, and uh, somebody was with me. They can attest to it. But I cussed out two other motherfucking workers because they were so bad at their job. And a third worker finally came over. I think I told this story before, but a third worker finally came over. And then he was just like, help me. He helped me. Didn't say anything. He helped me. Finally found it for me. I said, appreciate you, man. The other guys are fucking horrible. He was like, hey, coach, I loved you on the show. (laughs) I'm like, motherfucker, you knew who I was the whole time I was cussing your asses out? It was comical. But that's, that's how it is, man. These motherfuckers don't realize I'm a regular motherfucker. Everyday life, dog. I, I, I'm the same motherfucker you see right now as you do in public. I do not change up. I'm the same motherfucker you saw on Netflix, the same motherfucker you see in a bar. I don't change up. And I'm not an actor. See, motherfuckers think I'm an actor on social media. And they're so quick to talk shit on social media because they're protected by a screen and a lot of miles for the most part. But see, they, they, they're they so big and bad. That's like, it's crazy, man. It's un, it's unfortunate. But but life is not a race. Be quick, but don't hurry. All you guys, do not hurry. There's no rush. We're not in a... Time is already a thief. Time is already a thief. Like, you guys realize time is a thief. There ain't no better saying than that. Like, this motherfucker's already gone by. I'm 45, dog. I was always the youngest cat in my crew. This life is gone by quick. And I hate to say it, but I was the young guy where all the older guys were like, hey, man, this just, you're going to be, this just going to be over. You're, this is the last Monday practice you will have of January 24th, 2022. Rams, 49ers, Bengals, Chiefs. This is the last practice you'll ever have of this year on a Monday, right? Of this month and day of this year on a Monday. I used to preach that shit all the time um, to, to my players and my coaches and everybody. Like, dog, you don't get today back. I know it's a cliche and everybody talks about it. Dog, you don't get today back. And I used to have to preach that. And that's why I was such an asshole with coaches. Man, I wanted the best out of you because I wanted the best for you. <laughs> I wanted to get the best out of you because I want the best for you. Period. Players, coaches, fucking everybody I come across. Time is a thief, man. We fucking, re- we, we, uh, we take it for granted. And I know everybody says, oh, well, you'll be gone tomorrow. Fucking, you could be gone tomorrow and, and all that shit. But like. It's true, though. I've had too many discussions with former people, either that played for me, coached for me, or grew up with that a day later, dog, I'm holding them in my arms in the street of Compton, and they take their last breath with a shotgun to the back of the head. That's literally the truth. It's happened to my one of my best friends growing up the day before. We're chilling, playing hoop. Fuck. Nothing could have. We're invincible. Invincible. 
chasing bras at the mall, fucking, you know, doing a uh, young man, man shit. And uh, next day, gone. And your life changes in front of you. You're like, fuck. Shit changes quick, dog. Time's a thief, man. Time is a thief. And uh, it's unfortunate that we can't get through to enough young people to understand that because they won't. They don't understand it. They won't understand it. And, uh, you know, is what it is, man. But um, that's why you have transfer portal kids in the transfer portal. They don't understand what competing is. They're looking for the quickest way out. Be quick, don't hurry, dog. You're not in a hurry. Be quick to be the first one in the weight room. Be quick to be the last one to go to sleep. Be quick to be the first one in class sitting in the front row making an impression. Be the first one. Be quick to be in the weight room and fucking bust that ass and be the first one in the in the in the forty yard sprints. Be quick to be front in line. Don't rush the process in totality. Cause you ain't starting in the spring, enter the portal. You guys are quick, you guys are hurrying the process without being quick to understand what work to, it takes. You don't understand the work it takes. You want instant gratification. You want to start at Alabama as a fucking freshman, but you sleep in and are late to the weight room. You sleep in and are late to class. You're failing classes. And then it's the coach's fault. It's your fucking homie's fault. It's your, this guy's fault. It ain't never your motherfucking fault and you enter the portal. <laughs> like, you guys are being fucking... You are rushing everything instead of being quick to the right shit. You're rushing the wrong shit. You're hurrying the wrong shit. And you're not quick to the right shit. And that's why the title of this show is Be Quick, Don't Hurry. We're rushing everything in life, man. And it's super evident out here in the real, wor real world. And uh, it's never been more evident, in my opinion. Um, but I don't know. You know, <laughs> coach is leaving. Coach is leaving instead of sticking out a program and... Um, building something and promising the young men you recruited that you're going to stick it out for their four years on scholarship is being quick, but don't hurry. You know what I'm saying? You guys are fucking in such a hurry to go land the next big job. See, that's why people like me won't get a job. Unfortunately, I'm not just talking me. I'm talking a lot of people like me out there that I know. They'll never get a sniff because we're the ones that'll be trendsetters. We're the ones that'll stay at Akron for four years at least and build something. Even if fucking Ohio State called year two. See, that's the difference between me and these other dudes. And that's why kids would follow me from Akron to Ohio State. First of all, I'd have kids at Akron that... They're not supposed to have a B that's why kids would follow me. If I was at LSU and got the job at Alabama, that's the difference because first of all, I believe in loyalty. I believe in loyalty regardless of what you do in life. Too many motherfuckers now do not. And that is the problem 
that's why we're so fucked up. Um, there is no more loyalty because everybody thinks this is a this life is now a business because social media has allowed this big old business um, to to happen. Like motherfucker, this this is a this life is a business because it's a result oriented one. That means we want to win at everything we do. So we can have a house and buy a car and send our kids to college and do all these things. But it ain't a rush, dog. We're rushing this shit for the wrong reasons. You don't understand. Be quick. Don't hurry. You guys don't understand. Everything is hurry, hurry, hurry. And you fucking you're fucking missing all the intricate pieces that make someone tough skinned, appreciative, respectful and understanding that. You need to pay it forward, man. These young motherfuckers don't understand. These young cats are only know what they know and don't know what they don't know. And guess what they know? How to be quick and not hurry. <laughs> that's not what they, 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 that's what they do not know. Because you're teaching them how to hurry instead of being quick. You're teaching them how to fucking rush every fucking thing. How to get a fucking leg up on everybody. How to hustle somebody. How to scam somebody. How to go in Nordstrom and, 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 and grab and run and, and do all this old fucking weak shit. Like, motherfucker, your ass is all going to be regretful in fucking 10 years when you're all fucking broke and wondering why. When you should have been getting a fucking degree, even though to me a degree don't mean shit. But today, especially minority brothers, sisters... Hispanic, black, Polynesian, y'all need the paper. You need the piece of paper with your name on it from that university to even get a fucking interview and get it your foot in the door. So go play the game, get the fucking piece of paper, do what they fucking are asking, get it done. Instead, we're not even doing that right now. We're out here fucking robbing fucking folks, stealing fucking Amazon packages and shit. Transferring high schools 27 times in four years. We're doing the dumbest shit Ever because we're so worried about fucking such a hurry. We're in such a fucking hurry. All the fucking intricate pieces of life are missing. They're gone. They haven't been fucking taught. They haven't been learned. They haven't been talked about enough. But what do I know, man? Um, we got a telescope that just went is visible from one million miles away. Coach A.B., why are you talking about a telescope? Because a telescope was just found out um, to reach one million miles with the visible eye. We can see a million miles from Earth on a telescope. Coach A.B., I, I still don't understand why is that important. It might not be important to us, the average motherfucker, but I'm just going to further prove, prove how fucking much bullshit politics and bureaucrats play and have a role into this bullshit fucking psycho analysis shit, this fucking get you to believe this and get you to believe that type of shit that motherfuckers really fall in love with people's words Instead of their fucking meanings and action. Like we don't see enough action by anybody. Our government, our fucking scientists, our fucking teachers, our coaches. We don't see enough action. We see words. We just hear talk. 
kids are leaving and transferring every day. They just hear talking. They just we just see it. We're not seeing no fucking actions. You're seeing one percent of these transfers have success at the next place. Why is nobody talking about the thousands of kids stuck in the portal that you never hear from again? All you guys bring up is Jalen Hurts, Jalen Field or uh, uh, Fields, Justin Fields. Like you bringing up motherfucking o point o o o one percent of the population that transfers. There's 6,500 football players in the transfer portal right now. There's 132 Division I schools or whatever it is. Do you think 6,000 kids are getting fucking scooped up? Man, you guys are fucking crazy. Um, point of the telescope, though, going back. Telescope reaching a 1 million miles. Can you even fathom... We can see a million miles away on a telescope. Like, what the fuck is in that telescope? Is it like, there's no way. Like, can you even imagine me, you, let's say, say Josh Faley's in the house, Alan, Lucy, we all got together and, and they told us to make a fucking, make a fucking telescope reach a million miles. <laughs> and we'll be like, we'll look at each other like, what the fuck? Like, I can't even fathom what the fuck to do. And I don't, I think I'm a pretty smart motherfucker, but I'm very smart when it comes to common sense and when it comes to like figuring ways out of shit, how to hustle shit, how to get shit done shit. I'm a real cat with that. I'm a smart dude with that. I'm not a book smart dude. I hate taking tests. Uh, Probably my ADHD kicks in, but I'm just a real truthful cat. Sometimes you can't handle it. Most cats can't handle the truth. But dog, we can see a million miles. We can send vaccines every single country in the motherfucking world. We can have a vaccine in to fucking Beirut tomorrow in the in in millions of them, millions of them. We can send all over the world. But we can't get your Amazon shit on time. You can't get a fucking anything delivered on time from anywhere else. You're, we're short on every shelf in America. Walmart. Every grocery store. We can't get toilet paper and paper towels, but we can see a million motherfucking miles away and we can fucking get a vaccine to every country in the world tomorrow. But we keep believing all this bullshit nonsense from these bureaucrats and politicians about every single thing. That shit is mine. That shit blows my mind. We don't have enough self-thinkers out here, man. We all have dependent thinkers. We all depend on the motherfucker telling you what the fuck he's telling you. Motherfucker, please. I didn't. I was raised different. I ain't believing shit out your mouth, especially if I don't know you, never met you. We got too many motherfuckers believing every single fucking thing you hear. You hear, whether it's the news. I never watch the news in my life. I never watch the news because growing up, I was trained that the news only brings you bad things and it's still true to this day the news has not changed 
The news just tells you fucking what they want you to see and hear. They don't tell you no different shit on anything else. But we can see a million miles from Earth, dog. We can see a million miles, dog, but we can't get toilet paper to wipe your ass. You can't get fucking paper towels, though. Why is all the shelves empty everywhere? <laughs> we already know why employment is fucked up because nobody wants to work. I don't give a fuck who the president is. Fucked up Biden, fucked up Trump. The shitty ass president ain't gonna do shit about this employment issue when motherfuckers are lazy as fuck because of their parents, their parental guidance at the house. Because they're so dependent on social media, they can't understand to be quick and not hurry. They're such a hurry to make 20 bucks on Instagram and in YouTube that why go in and work for $10 an hour? They all want the quick leg up, dog. They all want the quick buck. I'm telling you, that's the real epidemic. That's the real pandemic. We placed 8,500 troops on alert for a possible deployment dealing with this Russia shit. We're going to go to war, dog. I hate to put that on us. Knock on wood, we don't. Because I don't believe war is good for anybody. But we're no longer the once feared American fucking U.S. Uh, we've become so soft. Back in the day, dog, motherfuckers feared us. We were, as American citizens, we were so cocky and arrogant walking around. When I was a little kid, I was like, I wish somebody would fuck with us. Because my brother was in, the, was in the Air Force. The other one was in the Marines. I heard all the stories. I knew what we had already done. In wars, and I'm like, oh, who's gonna fuck with us in a war? Dog, now I'm scared of motherfucker to go to war. I think we'll get our ass beat. Motherfucker, this will be goddamn Red Dawn. Russia will be right here in Compton and shit. We'll be fucked. First of all, Biden is so fucking soft. Now, he can earn a lot of trust. We go over and blast Russia for some reason, and that motherfucker is known as ass kicker or some shit. He'll get another election, but dog, we got issues. We got fucking issues and we're deploying troops. I've seen cats in our armed forces, dog. I got cats in our armed forces. I've seen them. Have you guys seen some of these? They, to be real, keep it 100 with y'all. You guys should keep it 100 too. I'm sure you guys have family members or other people are in the armed forces. And I know if you look at yourself in the mirror and look at them, you, you have to tell yourself, fuck. This motherfucker used to get his ass beat in high school, elementary school, college. <laughs> this motherfucker soft as shit. And he's on the, one of the 8,500 we just deployed. To fight Russia? Hey, dog, Russians, they're still the same motherfuckers they was when we were young. They, like, bite rats' heads off and shit and fucking drink the blood and shit. They're, they're them weird motherfuckers that, that are, are trained in them, you know, them backwoods fucking third world country that don't give a fuck. They're just out here to fucking be menaces. They're the ones that are fucking trafficking all these girls and kids and women and shit. All that shit over there, man. Them motherfuckers don't have no fucking... Soft mindset. They're not worried about no fucking repercussion. We're worried about fucking... We want to go to war. 
And we can't get together as a country to figure out if we're going to vaccine or not. <laughs> Holy shit. Hey, man. We're in a different world, dog. We're using alien technology to see a million miles away. But we can't use alien technology to get the fucking boats here off the docks so we can get our fucking shoes and shit. <laughs> I can't get my Amazon package, dog, but you guys, motherfucker, we can sure see a million miles. Tell me what's a million miles away, dog. I want to know. I want to see it. I want to see a million miles away. Shit. Oh, this shit is crazy. Dog, there was a cruise ship that had an arrest warrant waiting in Miami. So the ship took the passengers to the Bahamas. <laughs> Have you guys heard that story? So guess what? Them motherfuckers had got two vacations and motherfuckers don't know who the fuck they was after. Ooh, I was just reading about some shit today, man. I finally was reading about some shit and I was like, damn, that shit is crazy. Yeah, dog, Khabib. That's why, uh, yeah, he beat McGregor's ass, dog. He, he, these motherfuckers got different mindset over there. I'm trying to tell you, we that's what we used to be. We ain't that same U.S., dog. Look at these motherfuckers. We're soft as shit. And I'm not, I'm just going to keep it real with you guys, man. You know, I, shit, that's all I can really do. And I, you know, you can say what you want to say. I just got to say it because to me, it's relative. It's relative in what I'm about to say. And Lucy, take no offense. I know you agree with me on some of this stuff. Women to me have no place coaching football. I'm sorry. All right. You can say what you want to say and I'm an asshole and all this. No, it's true. It's real. There is not a woman on this earth. All right. My mama's is as is, is asshole as me who will tell you straight up, no chaser, how this world is, and she'll be backhand the shit out of a motherfucker. She knows she ain't supposed to be coaching no motherfucking football. This is not for the weak. There is no woman in the world who can get something through to an NFL player better than a man can who played the sport. Now, People might be like, oh, you're out of bat. What? No, I'm not, dog. Because I've talked to players. I know the deal. There's no fucking woman that can teach a man that played the sport something that is relative to him getting something done, whether it's a drill or whether it's a schematical thing or whether it is a technique that works in a combat situation when you're in the fucking heat of the battle on the NFL playing field. I'm sorry, but nobody wants to say it. I don't belong selling makeup at Macy's. I don't belong there. I don't think I should take a woman's job doing it. I don't think a woman should be able to take a man's job coaching in the NFL. I believe it's a political ploy. I believe that it is a, it's because of where we are in society, which is the whole point of this, and who our frontline 8,500 troops are that just got deployed. It is not the same 8,500 motherfuckers that it once was. I'm just going to keep it real. <laughs> 
Good JF Cake, you asked a good question. Would you rather have a woman coach or Belichick's son? I might take the woman on that, dog. No, but being honest, though, you know, I'm the biggest woman advocate there is. Let's make, make no mistake about it. I'm not here to be sexist. I'm not here to say that women's don't women aren't on the same level and all this whole shit. I don't. I'm not talking about that. This is a football sport that there is no woman equal. Women don't play football. Don't talk to me about lingerie leagues and shit. Women don't have the sport professionally like basketball, like softball like well women's baseball is softball to baseball that's the equivalent volleyball there's some badass women volleyball players that could fuck with some men in volleyball especially on the sand let's keep it real football though there is no equivalent if there was i would be super open to it and i would have no issue if women had been playing tackle football in their own league since we've grown up like basketball has and like all these other sports i would be like you know what women grew up in it they know it they understand it you can't teach something that you don't understand fully it just it doesn't happen it just doesn't happen it's a good question juan um juan asked do you think women should be nfl refs you know see the problem is now juan you're getting into equality you're getting into employment rights you're getting into all these different things because the women have right to work okay now no make mistake no mistake don't make no mistake about it i'm not here to say this a man's world and i'm a this pro man shit and all this weirdo shit i'm not that guy all i'm strictly saying is that football is a used to be a gladiator sport and see i I do believe women could should could be GMs and owners of NFL franchises. I do believe that because women are more organized than a man ever can be. A women actually have some cutthroat to them, even though it's not in their DNA where they're going to be like this fucking killer instinct person. Right. That's not a woman by nature, but they do have that CEO mindset of a killer. Let's Keep, keep it real. There is some successful women manager leaders and owners out there that are very cutthroat and understand how to run a business. I am totally for women being owners and GMs of any sport. I don't care because to run a franchise as an organization is a business. Women do that better than men, in my opinion. You don't need to really know the ins and outs of X's and O's and technique. All I'm discussing is, and I'm off track here, is women being able to motherfuck a dude, tell him they took the wrong six-inch step as the right guard (laughs) and right tackle in combination to the fucking work the three and the five technique. Dog, it just doesn't relate. It doesn't correlate. That's all I'm saying. And to me, it is kind of a slap in the face that there's some great men coaches out there that are getting overlooked by women, which is not going to be liked right now you're not gonna like this conversation nobody's gonna like it they're gonna hate on me because i'm saying this but that's the truth like i would not want a man to take a job of a woman in that profession that she thrives in i don't think it's right that a woman has a job over a man in a fucking male dominant sport and i understand we're trying to be progressive and be equals and all that old shit 
But this is a sport that's unrivaled in the women's sex. Like, they don't have football in that sex. They don't play it. They haven't been raised in it. Well, Coach uh, so-and-so for the Washington Redskins is the running back coach. Her dad was a coach. Yeah, I get all that. But she wasn't playing out there. Like, just because she was playing in, with her daddy and grew up in it, it just, it's a different fucking mindset, man. You could argue with me. Um, you know, it is what it is. Oh, I've, I've watched lingerie football, and I know they hit. But Sylvia, I appreciate you, Sylvia, um, being on the show. I, I already mentioned the, the lingerie league. But please don't equate the lingerie league to padded football moving 20 miles an hour, weighing 300 pounds. Okay, please don't. Because we'll argue all day. Please don't talk about the lingerie league. I understand. But as a woman advocate, Sylvia, which I hope you appreciate, I think it's a mockery and a slap in every woman's face playing football in lingerie. And if my daughter was doing it, I'd beat her ass. Now, if that's not the most sexist fucking thing, then every one of you motherfuckers' minds are all fucked up. You got me fucked up if you don't think that lingerie football with ass and titties out playing tackle football is only to seek beer-drinking men to pay money. You're fucked up. (laughs) Let's just keep it 100 and be real about it. That is the sexist thing. I wouldn't want to be in that fucking shit. I wouldn't want to fucking see that shit or coach it or be my daughter being in it. That is the same shit as 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 uh motherfuckers calling women hoes and sluts because they fucked two guys, but a dude has fucked ten girls in the same week, and he's getting praised by the homies for being a player. See, I'm a realist. I've always been that way. Dog, we're the biggest hoes there are, but we call women hoes and sluts. You all can't have multiple partners. Dudes can be and have it and be cool. I'm just the opposite in this whole lingerie thing. To me, the lingerie league is just a fucking, it's a slap in women's face in my opinion. That's just what it is. That's my real shit about it. It's not equate. It does not equal NFL football. Please. If you think that shit equals NFL football, you're all fucked up. And I appreciate you, Sylvia, coming in talking about they're going in banging each other and hitting each other and shit. But that ain't real shit. Um, has anyone seen the Caruso foul? And the Laker foul last week uh, in Orlando when the kid when the dudes fell and got hurt. Grayson Allen, I think, is a big old bitch. Okay, I just gotta be real. I've never liked him. I've thought he's a bitch and since he was at Duke. Um, but have you guys seen the foul? I'm gonna share it. By Middleton for a moment. Here's the foul. I'm gonna rewind it. I want to rewind it. Okay, now listen. I don't like Grayson Allen. I thought he's always been a shitbird. But to me, see, JV, you think it's dirty? I don't see the dirtiness of it. Like, I want to I see where, where it's dirty at. 
I, see, that's to me, that's not dirty at all. And that's Grayson Allen we're talking about, who I don't like at all, who I think he's a bitch. He always has been. He hasn't done it in the NBA like he was in Duke. Have you noticed? Um, he knows these are grown-ass men. They'll fuck him up. I think he knows that. In college, it's more controlled because you're on scholarship and you're fearing losing your scholarship. In the NBA, they'll, 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 you know, you're going to have a, even though the fight's going to be a fucking bitch fight, it's, it's still going to be a fight. And I think he's such a coward, he would never do that to the wrong one. But I got to be honest, to me, that right there is a, is a, is a, it's like he's going for the ball, in my opinion. And he doesn't go for the motherfucker. Like, that's not a horrible, malicious foul to me, dog. That's just about, that's just, <laughs> That is just fucking gravity. <laughs> like, you know, you can grab the ball and you will land hard because the ball inertia will force you just like you grabbed his arm. The momentum took him. He's flying full speed. This is just like the defender that's supposedly going to get a targeting call. I want to know, is Grace and Alice. See, this is what the cancel culture and soft society wants now. They want... Grayson Allen to just run by Caruso and let him score. And then no harm, no foul. That's what they want. Grayson Allen is a little more, I think, was raised by a coach. I think his dad was a coach. So I think this is why Grayson Allen is who he is. You know, I never liked him because I I thought he always was doing some weird shit. Now, see, I don't mind you being grimy and fouling hard if it's legitimate fouls. In college, Grayson Allen used to grab your nuts and do some old weirdo soft shit. And that's why I didn't like Grayson Allen in college. Now, though, to me, you know, it's unfortunate he landed on his wrist. He broke his wrist, I think. But, like, I, I, don't, I, don't, see, I don't see the major issue right there. Um, I don't see it. Sorry, I just don't. Um, but let's watch this. Let's watch some NBA hard fouls. <laughs> like, <laughs> these aren't even hard. But let's watch, like, that motherfucker undercutted his ass. You know what that was? It was called a foul. It was called a foul. <laughs> that wasn't a flagrant one, a flagrant two. That's Bill Lambert going to Jordan's ass. Look at that. That motherfucker almost broke his back right there. Look at that shit. Look at his knees. <laughs> Look at that shit. Like, that is real. Look at that. Wow. That don't happen no more. We don't see that shit no more. Like, that is what fouling used to be right here. Yeah, dog, let's get, and then look over your ass, because it's just a foul. Man, please, these motherfuckers could not play today. See what I'm saying? You couldn't play today. That's straight street ball right there, how I grew up playing. Like, dog, foul your best player hard. They'll think about going in there twice. Like, dog, I don't know. That's just me. Like, that's to me is just, that was old school playing hard, learning, uh, you know, hooping. These motherfuckers are soft, man. They're so fucking soft nowadays that I don't know.
Crazy. Um, we could see a million miles, dog. That's all I know. We could see a million motherfucking miles. Rick Mahorn. They, that whole Detroit Pistons team. You wasn't going to go against them. You wasn't going to go against them motherfuckers. Like, you think LeBron could play then? You are fucking crazy. LeBron can't shoot well enough to play then. See, that's why I don't. All, that's why I don't get when you all you motherfuckers claim that LeBron is just the, one of the best players. See, LeBron to me is not even a top five motherfucking player because to me that the best players have to be able to play in any generation. Michael Jordan can play now. If and any of you say he can't play now, you guys are fucked up. Michael Jordan can play now. Kobe Bryant could play now. They both could play then. I think Scottie Pippen can play now and then. I think Patrick Ewing. I think Olajuwon. I think Shaq could play now and then. I think Larry Bird could play now and then. Kevin McHale, Dominique Wilkins, Dr. J. I think they all could play now and then. LeBron couldn't play then, dog. This what if you notice any all the players I just mentioned, they had a shot plus could go to the rack. LeBron doesn't have a good enough shot. His shot has always been pretty broken. And then on top of it, if he does go to the rack and get hacked up like that, he's not a great free throw shooter. What is he? A 69% lifetime sh- fucking free throw shooter? So you you're going to put his ass on the fucking line every time. I think Curry could. Steph Curry, but I, I the worry about Steph Curry, dog. I think the same. You would have a cat like Pippen guarding him, who's six nine, who can move his feet as well as fucking Steph Curry can, and will force him to go left. And if Steph Curry drives to the rack, dog, he might get fucking obliterated. He has to be a shooter only. That would be my only argument of Steph Curry could play back then. Because Steph Curry can get to the rack, he has does, he can dribble, of course, but he would have to become straight-up shooter. And if you look at the old-school 80s and 90s basketball, even early 2000s, the Ray Allens was a spot-up, come-off-a-pick shooter. Reggie Miller was a come-off-the-pick shooter. We don't have those no more. We got straight dribble, drive, and shooters. They all create their own shot, which the basketball has totally changed. The game has changed, zone defense. NBA didn't have no zone defense back growing up, dog. The NBA did not have zone defense. There used to be a fucking fa- a penalty on zone defense. So nowadays you can play zone. They put that in because of Shaquille O'Neal. They don't. Have, they didn't have fucking zone defense. Like, come on, dog. You had to play man. You had to man up. Hell no, Clay Thompson couldn't have played back then. And Clay Thompson ain't no top seventy-five motherfucking player. I love Clay Thompson as much as the next dude. But come on, dog. We're too soft giving it to Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving ain't even a top seventy-five motherfucking player right now. Like, keep it real, dog. We're so quick to anoint motherfuckers that haven't even completed their resume. And that shit just blows my mind. See, I don't think Clay Thompson could have survived with his jumper back in the day. Clay Thompson would have had to go to the rack. I don't think he. Who do you equate Clay Thompson to that could, that that could have played back in the day? Who do you equate him to? He's a better shooter than most. All right, let's keep it real. He can get to the rack, but to me, he's still a much stiffer version of a of a of a Steph. So how would he get to the rack in that era 
what you just saw getting his ass blew up. See, I don't know. See, I think Reggie Miller would struggle to play now. I think Reggie Miller would struggle to play now because Reggie Miller couldn't, he could only shoot. And I don't know. I don't know. I would like to see Clay play on it as his own superstar and see how well he does. I, I, I have a, I have a reservations about Clay, dog, because I would like to see Clay by himself. Seriously, like we know Steph can do it by himself. Can Clay do it by himself? I don't know. Daquan Manuel said he believes Zion could have played back then. See, that's the problem with y'all cats, dog. How the fuck could Zion play back then? He ain't played now, motherfucker. He weighs 350 pounds and has a bunch of bitch in him. He can't even fucking mentally go and work out for himself, dog. Come on, bro. You motherfuckers give it. You guys give these cats so too much credit because they're athletically freaks. Athletic freaks have one problem in their life. You hit them in the mouth. They go up and put their tails between their legs and kiss their motherfucking asses goodbye because they are soft as runny baby shit. They're more athletic than they have ever been. The players now are more athletic than it's eh, they've ever been in, their, in the world of me growing up playing. But they're softer than they've ever been. And the old generation would have put them nuts and guts to check, dog. Because you can't give no motherfuckers a heart transplant. You can't give them a heart transplant. So, just telling you. Um, Zion, that motherfucker. Zion can't shoot well enough, dog. And he was, he's just another fucking LeBron athletically going to the rack, getting fucked up. Can't make free throw. Like... Please. Um, yeah. You know, Joker, JV said Jokic would dominate. He would dominate when? <laughs> when would Joker have dominated? He dominates now, dog. You know why? Because there's no centers. I wish, dog, Joker, you know what Joker Joker would be fucking desecrated by? Fucking Kevin McHale would murk Joker. Akeem Olajuwon would absolutely fucking murk Joker. Patrick Ewing would absolutely shit on Joker. Shaquille O'Neal would make Joker a three-point shooter. Who cares if he can pass? They're going to fucking clothesline him every time. Like, when the fuck is Joker going to dominate? When, I, remember, the NBA used to be a big man's league. He was going to dominate Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? <laughs> he was going to dominate Will Chamberlain, homie? Elgin Baylor? Dog, you guys don't. You guys have no clue what big men really were. The Joker plays like a fucking forward. He wants to be on the perimeter. He wants to be cute. He wants to pass just like AD, just like because Dirk Nowitzki came out as a seven-footer who could shoot. 
who wants to be Dirk Nowitzki now? Fucking Doc, Doc or uh, fucking what's his name? Porzingis. Porzingis thinks he's fucking Dirk. No, he's not. No, D D Way don't dominate in the nineties, dog. Who's he gonna dominate over? See, that's what you motherfuckers don't get, dog. Like, do you understand there was cats with what's called nuts and guts who were long, athletic, and can defend, who also had asshole in them? Scotty Pippen would have fucking clamped Dwayne Wade's ass down. So would have Dennis Rodman. Those were six nine wingmen who could defend the perimeter, dog, and could score on the other end to fucking make you have to defend. Now Rodman wasn't gonna score, but I'm just saying Rodman would have just used all his fucking defense on you. Dwayne Wade would have got glued up by Joe Dumars back in the day. Joe Dumars used to give Jordan problems. Not, pro- I mean Jordan's Jordan. I mean fuck, he's gonna score. Every- Remember they always used to say the Kobe stopper, Kobe stopper, the Kobe stopper. Used to have they they called Corey Maggette the Kobe stopper. Kobe had like sixty on him one night in like three quarters. I was like, oh fuck. They called fucking um, Ruben Patterson the Kobe stopper. Like Kobe had like sixty four on the motherfucker. Like come on, dog. Scores are gonna be able to score. It don't matter who the fuck you say can defend them and all this old shit. Kobe didn't have no Kobe stopper. Jordan never had a Jordan stopper. KD doesn't have a KD stopper. If LeBron wants to play right now and score every time, in my opinion, he could. There's no LeBron stopper. So, hey, I bet you guys, whoever in this room could tell me where Ruben Patterson played his college ball at, I'll give you a bottle of slapdick whiskey. But somebody has to do it right now. You can't Google it. I need to know in five seconds. Five Four, three, two, one. Beep. Nobody got it. Ruben Patterson played at Independence Junior College, dog. Indy in the house. Um. Yeah, but he went to Indy Juco. And you guys are all wrong. Anyway, be quick, don't hurry, man. NFL had a great, we had a great, um, Pat Beverly. I know you didn't say Pat Beverly. Whoever said Pat Beverly, you got to be about eight years old. (laughs) I know you didn't say no Pat motherfucking Beverly. Um, Pat Beverly could play the ugliest motherfucker right now. That's an ugly motherfucker, dog. I got to be honest. That is an ugly motherfucker. The Clippers at one point had the ugliest team I've ever seen in my motherfucking life. To me, the top five ugliest human beings on planet Earth were basketball players at one time. And I can name them right off the top of my head, dog. I'm going to be honest. Pat Beverly. Who's my boy, the center, man, that plays for the Wizards now? What's my boy's name that was with them, that was with the Lakers? Anyway, Olden Polonese. If you guys don't know who Olden Polonese is, Google him up. Sam Cassell. 
Sam Cassell, ugly motherfucker. I love Sam Cassell's game, but that motherfucker looked like a fucking alien. Montrez Harrell. Oh, Montrez Harrell, motherfucker. Ugliest human, one of the ugliest human motherfuckers beings in the world. Montrez Harrell, Pat Beverly, Olden Polonies. By the way, all of them played for the Clippers. Um, Sam Cassell. Those are four of my top five ugliest humans. Um... In the world. You mean Popeye Jones, Kanye? Popeye Jones was an ugly motherfucker too. But uh nah, the ugliest the other ugly person I'm thinking of, man, is uh Keith Kloss. You gotta look him up. He's from LA. He used to get his ass beat in the hood out here. He was a seven foot seven motherfucker, uh played for the Clippers as well. Dog, we're talking some ugly motherfuckers, man. There were some ugly motherfuckers played for the Clippers. And they're all like I think they're top five ugliest motherfuckers in the world. Um, but anyway, hey, dog, we can see a million miles in a telescope. Uh, all right. Crazy weekend. NFL had a crazy week. There's a lot of debate. A lot of debate about um, Aaron Rodgers. Listen, when I discuss quarterback play, okay, and there's lots of dissect this from this week's games. When I dissect quarterback play, it begins with skill set, okay? We have to get into skill set. Skill set is a top priority when it comes to evaluating a quarterback, does he have a quick release? Does he throw a tight spiral? How strong is his arm? How poised is he in the pocket? Does he have the it factor? How accurate is he? Can he move in the pocket as he manipulates defenders with his eyes and still throw the ball on time? Does he climb the pocket and throw the ball on time or does he escape the pocket and try to make lateral football plays when the defense just strings you out. There's all these things, okay? And then the ultimate evaluator is winning. That is the coach in me. That is the, you know, the competitor in me. I want a winner at the end of the day. Jimmy Garoppolo, why everybody hates on him as an average Joe, he is a fucking winner, if Tony Romo had Jimmy Garoppolo's it factorism, Tony Romo would probably be gone going down as a top five quarterback of all time because Tony Romo had a skill set of a top five quarterback of all time, but he couldn't win. He's won, but but guess what? Tony Romo's won the same amount of playoff games as Dak Prescott, who everybody thinks is the best thing going. I think Dak Prescott's overrated as fuck. I think he's overpaid his shit. He's won the same amount of playoff games as Tony Romo, and Tony Romo to this day gets fucking obliterated by the media as being a loser. Tony Romo could spin it. He could run. He could throw it accurately. He could be on time. He had an arm, quick release, the whole deal. But he couldn't win. So I would never put Tony Romo in the top conversation, right? I'm just talking about skill set wise. Tony Romo 
was a legit dude when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks. I know. I do it for a living. I've done it for my whole life. I understand what evaluating quarterbacks looks like. Aaron Rodgers is possibly a top, the best thrower of the football we've ever seen in our generation. I put him in the top five ball throwers of all time. Okay. Now I go way back. But to me, strictly throwing the football with a release, spiral, accurately, on time. Aaron Rodgers is in my top five for sure. And I don't have a top five. I have a top five, but they're not in order, okay? I just want to discuss the fact that he has a cannon. He can throw the ball on time. He's accurate. He can throw balls that other quarterbacks cannot throw, and he can throw a tight spiral. People keep asking me, what's a tight spiral have to do with it? Well, try to catch a ball coming at you wobbly and see if you can catch it easy or not. See if a thrown, See if Aaron Rodgers couldn't throw a spiral. You would have multiple split webbings of your hand, just so you know. Webbing of your hand is right here, YouTube. So I used to split this wide open on people because I threw a tight spiral. So these webbings in the fingers would come open, literally would rip open and you'd see inside the hand. And I did it when I was on the practice squad with the chiefs. And I did it to a receiver who was pretty famous at the time who I was a rookie in camp and I was just doing my job. I'm just throwing the football and I split his webbing and, um, he started talking shit, but I was older. I wasn't the one. So that didn't last good long for him at all. But anyway, his name was Eddie Kennison, by the way, if you guys remember him. But he couldn't catch a cold, by the way. He could run like a motherfucker, though. Play for the Raiders. Play for a lot of teams. But anyway, uh, spiral cuts through the wind, cuts through the rain, cuts through weather. Spiral makes you more accurate because if you can throw a tight spiral, you can get the ball to def- over defenders' heads and different things like that. Um, but Aaron Rodgers to me is in the top five of that category. Dan Marino is in the top five in that category. Troy Aikman is in that top five in the category. Warren Moon is in the top five in that category. John Elway and Brett Favre are right there. This is the difference. Peyton Manning, I believe longevity made his career as good as it was. I don't believe Peyton had the it factor. Peyton could never get over the hump. I'm super glad Peyton finally did win a couple Super Bowls. You could argue Eli had a more it factor than his brother Peyton did. But Peyton's stats are by far better. Peyton does not throw a great spiral. Peyton did not have a cannon like these others. He did not have a quick release like these others. He was just very great with his feet. He stayed on the balls of his feet. He moved the pocket. He never escaped. He climbed the pocket. He got rid of the football. He knew where to go with the football. Very cerebral. I don't know if he had the it factor as because he would choke in a lot of big games at the end of the games. He was very, very 
Um, Chokey towards the end of games now. He didn't win until later in life now. Just remember. But I don't even put Peyton. I don't put Peyton in that category. But Aaron Rodgers is in there. Um, Obviously, Tom Brady is in there. Because Tom Brady throws a spiral. He's accurate. He has a strong enough arm. I think he's in there. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is different spinning the football. He's just different. Now, see, I won't, I'm not going to put Patrick Mahomes in there yet. Um, yeah, Allen, Allen threw a tight. Allen is through the tightest spiral of any quarterback I've coached. Allen threw a tight fucking spiral. He got the ball. He had a quick release, even at 6'3. Um, six four. Allen can still get the ball out quick. Had a quick release. It wasn't elongated. Um, that's why I threw a lot of RPO with Allen slants with RPO with Allen because he got it out quick and was gone. He got it out, got it out, got it out. That's what you want to see in a, in a quarterback. There's those quarterbacks that you judge by winning, and at the end of the day, Tom Brady's the goat. If Tom Brady would have came back yesterday, I'll be, I'll be honest, I would have just rooted for Tom Brady to win it again because at that point it was just, I'm a Rams, I grew up a Rams fan, obviously, L.A. Rams fan. Tom Brady came back yesterday, dog. It was, it, that would have been unbelievable. With the talent around him, because he's struggling at wide receiver and at running back, to be honest, with no, uh, with no Jones in the backfield either. Um, no, I'm not putting Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes in there yet. See, I don't anoint you after two years because you could be shit the rest of the years. Look at what happened with Mahomes earlier this year. He was looking horrible, wasn't he? Everybody anointed him the greatest and all this, and then he was looking horrible. Let's see what he does after year five. Is he really this guy? Now, yesterday, Mahomes balled out. Mahomes looked like the guy that we all thought he was. So did Allen. Great game. One of the best games I've ever seen, and everyone's saying that. I don't know, man. This is the thing. I, 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 I'm different when it comes to that shit, man, because the game has changed so much to me. I don't believe either one of those quarterbacks would have did anything near that years ago. I just don't. First of all, Allen would have been out the game. <laughs> Allen would have been out the game. Even maybe even five years ago, but surely 10, 15, 20 years ago, Allen would have been decapitated for running around. That's just being honest. I don't believe he would have been the same quarterback. I don't believe Patrick Mahomes would have been the same quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, if you were allowed to hit the quarterback, I don't believe these quarterbacks are nearly as good as they were when I was growing up. Quarterbacks, when I grew up, used to take concussions from being in the pocket by getting hit in the mouth with helmets and still had to deliver the football on time. These guys get to slide, get tapped, can't hit them low, can't hit them high, can't do this. It is a known thing. NFL defenses don't want to get it, it's become such a fucking business that it's become hard to watch for me because it is almost preconceived as far as hitting the quarterback and when the quarterback is live and when he's not live. And to me, it's it's sad to watch. 
because it only makes it a it just looks like a a uh looks like the, it was a business and it was a decision that was set up like we were set up now football is not fake you can't fucking you can't fucking rig football games like all these slapdicks are out there thinking it is impossibility. Stop fucking thinking that these games are fixed and all this shit. Shut the fuck up. If you think an NFL football game can be fixed, please tell me how. And I'll tell you why you're such a slapdick that it's unbelievable. Number one. Number two. Oh, there was a lot of quarterbacks that would have killed. I mean, a lot of defensive guys that would have killed Allen yesterday. But that's not the game no more. So they can feel they, they feel comfy. You think Allen would have been dropping his shoulder like he was the big man on campus last night against fucking even Erlacher and Antonio Pierce's? This is just a few years back. Those cats would have smoked his ass. You think Ray Lewis was just going to allow that motherfucker to run around? Come on, dog. You think fucking uh, Keith Bullock? Dog. <laughs> Come on, man. A lot of bull fuckery going on out there. But anyway, um, yeah, there's a lot of guys that would have fucked him up. But nowadays, they get to do what they want and don't have that pressure no more of being hit. See, you got to have some nuts as a quarterback to sit in there and throw that thing. Nowadays, I don't know. I think, I think there's a, it's just a different ball game, dog. That's just kind of how I feel. I don't think those quarterbacks would have been nearly as good as those other guys back in the day because you can't hit them no more. And nowadays, you know, you know, Patrick Mahomes will try to get two extra yards because the defense has already stopped running after you. Have you noticed that? Have you ever seen him? He'll tippy-toe and get two more yards on the sideline. Like, dog, it's so soft. I just It's hard to watch and judge because – they're talented dudes. Great. They got cannons. You know, Allen's a freak of nature, dog. 250, 6'5", could run. Got a cannon. He's a freak. I love to coach that motherfucker in college. He's a freak, right? But you hit that motherfucker in his sternum with a crown of a helmet like you used to be, and that motherfucker not a freak no more. Uh, <laughs> that's what you guys don't understand. I love Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is... Definitely in the top fucking three right now. And if Burrow can beat Mahomes in the playoff game when it matters, shit. Burrow's moving up the chain, dog. So, I don't know. Um, I love watching those two yesterday. They both played, to me, like top five quarterbacks, right? No doubt. See, people are bashing Aaron Rodgers because he's won one Super Bowl. And... He can't get past the Niners for whatever reason. Now, listen, I want to make sure we're all clear out here with this whole thing, because the media, what they don't understand is, and it's the funny, it's the funny people is it's the Stephen A. Smith of the world who, who never played football in their life, who, who couldn't even understand or grasp what the fuck a football even is, how to throw a football. He's the guys that are bashing Aaron Rodgers. Okay. <clears throat> The guys that have not a clue how to throw a football in a snowy environment, in below temperature, below below zero temperatures, okay? You guys don't have a fucking idea. See, I'm watching Aaron Rodgers the other night. He's 19 of 25 at one point in the snow. 
not huge numbers. It's pretty fucking impossible to throw huge numbered games in a fucking snow. Number one, number two, the balls that he threw, the spirals that he threw without a glove, the velocity on the ball that he had in the snow without a glove. Aaron Rodgers is completely different than anyone else throwing the football right now. Okay, I just want to be clear. I want to make sure you guys understand his skill set is bar none unmatched. I put Mahomes and, and Allen right behind him, and Burrow. Burrow's not as strong as those other two as far as arm strength and velocity, but he is got that it factor that those other two may not have. We'll see. <sighs> Playing in a snow game was not easy for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> like, I want to make sure you guys understand that. Everyone's bashing Aaron Rodgers like he was fucking, it was his fault they scored 10. Well, I believe the weather had a lot to do with the fucking result. There was a reason either team scored a lot of points. Don't you guys think? <laughs> Nobody talked about the weather. I understand... Well, I've already told everybody Stafford is a top five ball thrower uh, in the in the league. I to, I've always said that. I just said I wanted to see before the Rams playoff season started this year. I said to me, he's underrated for the simple fact he was stuck in Detroit. And I want to see him with talent around him in a conducive environment that is successful that we'll see what he can do. So far, he's exceeded expectations, and if he can go win a Super Bowl, a lot of people will have a wonder and a doubt how good Matthew Stafford really fucking is and how good he could have been because if the Rams win the Super Bowl, holy fuck, could a Stafford have been Aaron Rodgers 2.0 if he was in Green Bay all these years instead of Detroit? Because, dog, Matthew Stafford is not quite as gifted as Aaron is throwing it, but he's not far behind. And Stafford's special now throwing it. But does Stafford have what it takes? He had what it took yesterday against Tampa, and that was good to see. I think the Rams are going to fucking finally drop their nuts, and I think Stafford will have his coming out party, and I think the Rams end up beating the shit out of the Niners uh, Sunday. I think the Rams are going to put that ass whooping on the Niners finally because if they don't, they should all fucking resign because you don't lose to a team seven fucking times in a row without having some type of bitch in your blood. You better get the bitch out your blood and drop your fucking nuts and say, you know what, enough is a fucking enough. We've lost six fucking times to you, son of a bitches. It's time to fucking step up and win a fucking game when it counts. So let's stop the bullshit and let's get this motherfucker, let's get this fucking thing won. And I just hope that he can do it and... uh and I think the Rams beat the shit out of the Niners on Sunday. And the Rams go to the Super Bowl. And I think Cincinnati beats Kansas City and they go to the Super Bowl. I pick Cincinnati versus the Rams. Go back and read my fucking podcast and my post. I've been saying it for three weeks. Not like I just made it up. What's up? You got poo-poo? Hold on, dude. Give me a couple minutes. Hold on, guys. Get out. So, um... Great game. Great two games yesterday. Unbelievable. No doubt about it. Um, 
unbelievable games. I, I have no issue about that. Um, I just don't, I don't, I just don't think football is the same. So it's harder to watch now and harder to judge, harder to judge than it used to be. So I don't know. Um, I think the, the lack of a quarterback the Niners have, I love, I love Garoppolo as a winner. I just don't think he has enough to beat the Rams. I think the Rams are cooking. I think the Rams going to win. Brandon McLaughlin. What's up? What's your question? Um, said you got a random question for me about something. Um, I think Buffalo pissed down their leg yesterday in the fact that I told people coaching is overrated. Players win games. Coaches lose them. I say it all the time. Coaches lost that game, though, because but from what I understand, what Rex Ryan was saying on ESPN today is that he don't believe the kicker got the memo. <laughs> How do you not get the memo, kicker? We're going to squib the football down the middle of the field. Slow, methodical kick. We know the clock don't start until it's touched, but at least a second or two would have been knocked off the clock. Even if they up back caught it and took a knee, you're still going to lose one or two seconds, maybe three. The game is over. Buffalo wins the football game. That's simple. The Chiefs and Andy Reid staff did a great job managing the clock, knowing when to time out, knowing when to clock it, knowing when how how the other players on his roster and team during the on the field during the game were understanding the clock. They knew how to call a timeout. They knew where to find the ref. Everything was completely night and day versus the Cowboys clock management, right? Andy Reid, I think, is a top three coach in the league. He has been for a long time. I thought he could have won a Super Bowl in in, in uh, Philly. Um, I've always liked Andy Reid for what he for what he does on the field. I never have really liked Andy Reid as far as how he manages his roster. I just think there's too many fucking shitbirds that that end up uh, giving the youth a bad look. It makes it tough on a lot of these motherfuckers, especially in the NFL, is because it's a business, and I understand that. So when you have a shitbird, you have to play them because that is your job on the line. You have to win football games. Moral, you know, moral compass doesn't really come into play when it comes to the NFL and how uh, what and character really does not matter in the NFL. Just so we're clear, um, you know, shitbirds are your best players. I say it all the time. Tyreek Hill, shitbird, best player. Um, you know, Cream Hunt, shitbird. One of the best running backs in the league. Um, I think I said some weird motherfuckers are Blairs too. You know, Mahomes is a weird motherfucker. His whole family is some weird old fucks. His wife. See, I would have threw that. I would have threw a bottle right at her bitch ass. Sorry. Now I'm just keeping it real. If you would have doused me with wine or champagne from your box, privileged bitch, I would have threw something at your bitch ass. I'm just keeping it real. These motherfuckers think they are, are they control the world. Hey, her, his brother and his wife, they think they control the world, dog. Them motherfuckers are some privileged, bitch-made motherfuckers, dog. Hey, I just think they're some bitch-made motherfuckers. I'm going to be real with you. Um, yeah, you know, Andy Reid had the other, another situation before the game, and then they played and started the guy. I know he pled not guilty, but he caught a case. 
uh, Gay. Gay is the player, the linebacker. He always has a motherfucker. His own son, his own other son. Like, there's always an issue uh, <laughs> with some players on the Chiefs, dog, and it's, it's unfortunate. Um, even when he was in Philly, he had his son issue. You know, unfortunate. I'm not saying that's a, a you know, that's his character, but it just it's just one of those things. You know what I mean? We'll see, though. He has a lot of good players. He can win another Super Bowl, dog. Nobody gives a fuck about the player getting caught. Nobody gives a fuck about domestic violence. Nobody gives a fuck about DUI. Winning takes care of everything. Unfortunately, that's the world we live in. A lot of you can't understand that. And a lot of you soft fucks can't grasp the concept that nobody cares at the professional level. These are billionaires. (laughs) Who do you think are the motherfucking child fucking pornography fucking... Uh, uh, fucking runners. Who do you think these fucking, these fucking weirdo fucks are? They're billionaires. You think they're motherfuckers? No, there's only a fucking one percent billionaires in the world of society. You think they don't know each other? You don't think they, the Robert Kraft gets their dick jacked off by fucking Asian masseuse motherfucking parlors, and nobody else does? Come on, homie. You don't think Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft have their own? Jack off artists, get the fuck out of here, dog. You guys are out your motherfucking mind. These billionaire motherfuckers, they all know the billionaire secrets. They're fucking child traffickers, child pornographers, all these motherfuckers. Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein kicked it with all of them. Oh, dog. Mahomes' brother is a weird motherfucker, bro. I'm just going to keep it real. I can't believe that. Like, if Patrick Mahomes was like, uh, if he was like an average quarterback, they would never let that motherfucker on the sideline. But it's Patrick Mahomes, dog. Hey, I'm curious if if Mahomes loses to Cincy next week, I'm curious if that motherfucker brother will be allowed on the field next year. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, man. God damn. Little motherfuckers. They're, they're all some weirdos, man. Hey. Um, anyway, my homes ain't smacking that motherfucker around. What is he going with a discount double check? That motherfucker ain't smacking him around. He's a fucking bitch, too. My homes is a bitch because you know why he's a bitch? Because he allows his wife and brother to do the shit they do. That's why I know you're a bitch. I don't give a fuck if I've never met you or not. I know the f- what you allow and do is a reason because you'll never in a motherfucking million years get my family to do that shit because it looks like it's on you. You ain't going to have my motherfucking legacy looking like a fucking slapdick. Mahomes looks like a fuckstick because of his motherfucking family and wife. Doing this dumbass shit every week. That's just real. Perception's reality, dog. I'm just keeping it 100. Mahomes looks like a bitch because you let your brother, who is a bitch, do bitch shit. <laughs> I mean, goddamn, make that a quote. Put that on a t-shirt. That's just being real. Um, dog, we got a telescope. That motherfucker see a million miles. Hey. Slapdick Podcast, brought to you by Slapdick Bullies. Um, trying to keep it real, man. You guys don't get it. So, 
Rams, Niners. Six games in a row the Niners have beat them. I'm going to discuss the Rams-Niners this week um, more in depth on every show I do and get more into it as later in the week gets because you'll know who's injured, who's playing, who's not, etc. Debo Samuel is a motherfucker. Let's just keep it real. I thought the Packers were going to keep him in check. They did for the most part, and then Debo Samuel got loose and just started being a dude. Hey, hey, hey. They started. He started being a dude. And it is what it is. Um, yeah, dog, we can see a million miles on a telescope, but we can't fucking get toilet paper. Can't get toilet paper, but we can see a million motherfucking miles, man. That shit to me is a fucking mockery. It is a slap in the motherfucking face. I think it deserves... You is slap dick pretty much. Why you much. calling me slap dick? Because my dick slapped me across your face. Because <laughs> my dick smacked you across your motherfucking face. You are a slap dick. That's why. But anyway, um, yeah, Rams defense is balling. I think the Niners are going to have problems. I think the Rams are hot. Um, and I think the Rams go to the Super Bowl. Hey, come on, man. I think the Rams go to the Super Bowl, and I think they play the Bengals, dog. And I, I, fuck, man, the way the Bengals are playing, I don't know. The only reason the Rams, I think, are the it, Cincinnati does not match up well with the with the fucking Rams. You know why? Because of the Rams' D line. We already know Cincinnati's O line is fucked, and the Rams' DBs can match up with Cincinnati's wideouts better than any other team. That is the issue. Um. Nah, there's not a lot to talk about about the, the Bengals. I called the Bengals winning. I didn't think he'd get sacked nine times, and he got sacked nine times, and he won. That is what's called the it factor. That's what's called nuts and guts. That's what's called that motherfucker getting shit done. He got sacked. Did you see him bitching and moaning at his O-line? He is the prime example of what a player with his platform should be giving our youth by example. Hey, dog, it's all right. He was tapping them. Sorry, motherfucker. I would have choke fucked one of them old linemen. Because I was watching that left guard, 67. He is horrible. That motherfucker was so bad. And then he's, 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 he's half-assing plays. Oh, I would have choke fucked that motherfucker, either as the coach or as Burrow. But Burrow's smacking him on the ass. He's getting them motherfuckers going. He's encouraging him because you know why? They're not going to get better during the game. They are bad up front. And if Cincinnati can get some old linemen, dog, watch out, AFC. You guys have a problem, Houston. Cincinnati's going to be a motherfucker with Mixon. Those wideouts, even the tight end, your Zarima or whatever the fuck his name is, that motherfucker, he's good. The, the Cincinnati's got some dudes. They have a chance to be great. Um, Burrow... A year after an injury is a dude. Like, that's what you guys don't get. But anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I just heard about the Rams thing. You know why they do it? They did it because Usama or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, the, the reason Usama bin Laden, motherfucker, I don't give a fuck. His motherfucker's name is fucked up. His name's fucked up to me. That's all that matters to me. That's why I'll never pronounce that motherfucker. So... The Rams allowing tickets only in L.A. County I, because they I guess more Niner fans showed up to the Ram game when they lost than Ram fans. 
I wouldn't be shocked if it's L.A. County only and only half the stadium fills up. <laughs> People don't realize, dog. L.A. don't give a fuck. We have the Lakers, the Dodgers, the Kings, the Rams, the Chargers. We have bitches. We have the snow. We have the beach. We have Hollywood. We have Orange County, Newport Beach, Laguna. We have fucking mountains. You could go fishing, skiing, go jump in the water, go fucking jump in the snow. All within an hour. Nobody gives a fuck about football in L.A. like y'all think they do. Why do you think junior college in L.A. is not a big deal? Why do you think the UCLA and SC stadiums never fill? They have the largest stadiums in the country. It fits 110,000 at the Rose Bowl, 105,000 at the Coliseum. Nobody gives a fuck in L.A. They'll go watch a fucking play at the theater or go to a fucking Walk down the beach, ride down the beach, ride a bike up a mountain, go see the Hollywood sign, go see the Walk of Stars before they'll go to a fucking football game. So I hope the Rams understand if only L.A. County's invited, I bet you half that stadium don't fucking fill up. I wouldn't be shocked. We'll see what happens. Now, they're not going to sell that L.A. County only for the Super Bowl, are they? Hell nah. Um, But, hey, I am not mad. See, a lot of people, people are mad. People that are not, people that are mad about the L.A. County thing, they're not true L.A. fans. That's where you get the bitch-ass, front-running, bandwagon motherfucking fans. See, I'm a true L.A. Ram fan. Always been a L.A. Ram fan. I just don't support NFL football like I used to because I have players in the NFL now. I've been coaching for the last 20 years. It's not like I can just watch NFL games. I worked on Sunday. I coached on Saturdays. It's hard to watch NFL. I haven't watched NFL for 15, 20 years. So, but my point is I grew up a Ram fan, a Dodger fan, a Kings fan. Guess who we hate? The San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco Giants, the Oakland A's, the Golden State Warriors. We don't like them motherfuckers. That's why we fight at the stadium. That's why we scrap. That's why we don't fuck with. That's why Northern Cali and Southern Cali hate each other like an East Coast versus West Coast. We don't like you motherfuckers up there. We never have. They don't like us down here. They never have. Now, I have a lot of homies from Oakland, Frisco, a lot of homies from the north. I'm not saying I hold a personal grudge. I'm saying when it comes to sports, we don't fuck with each other, homies or not. I have a Super Bowl party I host every year. My homies are half in Raiders, 49ers. Half in Rams, half in fucking Cowboys, whatever it is, dog. We don't care. We just talking shit about our teams. Well, I grew up a Rams fan. So Rams playing the Niners is ironic of when I was young because I believe that this is a true rivalry game. And Joe Montana owned us 
and Jim Everett in all the years the Rams were pretty good, the Rams would play and get beat by the Niners in the NFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl. I can name multiple years. I believe 85. I believe 89. The Rams had really good teams, played the Niners in the NFC Championship game, lost. I want to say 89 or 90. The Rams were really good. Everett, Ellard, Flipper Anderson, Robert Del Pino, Dickerson, Gaston Green. Rams had some squads and couldn't get past the Niners. And uh, that was just heartbreaking as a youngster growing up saying, that's fuck, my Rams are my team. L.A. is my team. So my point is, unless you're from L.A. and a true L.A. fan, I don't give a fuck about anyone outside of L.A. County getting tickets because they're all front runners anyway. They just want to be cool in L.A. You know what star-studded fucking people are going to be at this game? From the Jack Nicholsons to the Denzels to the fucking Shacks to the fucking Michael Jordans, they're going to be at this game. It's in L.A., dog. And do you imagine a Super Bowl a week later or two weeks later? In L.A. again? Dog. Trying to tell you. The NFL is coming out looking like fucking geniuses right now because in L.A., oh, my God. And if you get the Rams to play in L.A., whew, shit. Um, whew, good luck, dog. Good luck. I want to see the showing, though. I want to make sure we see. Um, I want to make sure we see these true LA fans when they only sell tickets to LA County. The motherfucker better sell out. You know the the other the reason it might sell out because we have so many front runners. We have so many fucking front runners in LA. That's the problem. We're soft as shit. Hold on one second. Let me get this little form filled out. Um, anyway... And then they're price gouging the fuck. My my boy went to the Rams game last week and he paid like a hundred bucks, I think. And now I think the cheapest tickets like nineteen hundred or some shit. It's gonna be fucking crazy. Um, but anyway, man, hey, be quick, don't hurry. Every day in life, let life come to you, man. Quit trying to go to life because it ain't ever gonna work out for you. I'm just keeping it real. Go respect the fucking grind, man, and you'll appreciate life when you make it in life. That much better, more. That much more. You'll respect the grind, and motherfucker. You got handed. If you got handed a million dollars tomorrow, you would blow it in two days because you don't respect it because you didn't earn it. If you earned a million dollars, you would fucking respect it like a motherfucker and appreciate it, and it'll go a long, lot, lot longer. Anyway, I appreciate everybody, man, um, and. uh Nah, I'm going to start taking Zoom callers on Wednesday, man. Uh, Wednesday and Fridays. 
Um, and I might take this show five days a week. And if I do that, um, I'll be taking Zooms every day. I'm just trying to make sure I have the right setup for it and make sure it's the best possible way where it don't fo- don't crash on me and shit. So Wednesday, we're going to trial and error it. So make sure you guys hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. I will, I will have Zooms. Um, I will take Zoom calls with members. And uh, I don't care who you are, hater, lover, don't matter. Man, woman, all that shit. Bring it. Let's go. I'll see you guys Wednesday, man. And uh, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to end the show with uh, with my new video, man. And I, I, I like it. I hope you guys do, too. Peace. Transform you in the I hate a storm, hell Mary's, I make it poor. Good I ain't lying, you little giants, we been defying. Rice. What's the cost to be the boss? Breaking down the walls, we all lean once the coin gets tossed. Got the kind of action, never acting. No need to scramble to get traction, we make it happen. From three fours to four three. The founder of the Slapdick Podcast, Slapdick uh, Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars, and the author of uh, Hit Me Now, Love Me Later, ladies and gentlemen, Coach Jason Brown. Straight, no chaser, real raw and uncut. Coach, every time you come on, I laugh, I learn something, and then I fear that somebody's going to be incredibly pissed off with what you said. All around hustler. Make no mistake about it. I've done this a long time. Try to eliminate this soft society we have. There's legends roaming Hate me now, love me later, like my book says. This was presented by Slapdick Whiskey. Hey, Hell yeah. Hey, Slapdick yeah. Whiskey's good, so are the Stogies. Some real thought, real good flavor on these things, and the burn is excellent. Beautiful burn. Okay. Yes, sir. Slapdick Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars. Be true to yourself and see if if, if some shit changes for the, for the worse or for the better. They asked me to do a podcast. They said, let's call it the Slapdick Podcast. Yo, yo, YouTube, I'm back. I'm gonna, uh, watch out, guys. I don't know what Twitter space is, dog.